Welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast with me, Blake Lambert Hack. And this is the season finale, and I have a very special guest joining me. He's an actor, a model. What else can we... Uh, Multi-hyphenate, I guess, of, of many times. I'm a human being, which is good. You know what? That is good. Yeah. It would be fun to have a ghost as a guest, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're going to have one at some point. One one will, yeah, make a presence. You keep no. digging on this stuff. You're going to have a ghost soon. There you go. Uh, Anthony Carvello. Thank you for having me, Blake. I'm really excited Thank to be here. Thank you for coming and doing this. Of course. Uh, I always start off asking guests a couple questions. A, how would you describe a ghost? How would I describe a ghost? I believe a ghost is a spirit that has not entered whatever is after this existence here on this planet. Okay. It's a spirit that for some reason has locked into a specific location um, and is continuing their existence in, in that place for one reason or another. That's fair. Does that mean you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Okay. Of course. I, I feel like ghosts have this like negative connotation. Ghosts, <laughs> ghosts get a bad rap. They right? do. Yeah. Like, like, you know, rest in peace to my grandmother. She passed away in July. I like to think that her spirit still exists in the home she lived in for 50 years. Right. But like, I don't want to call my grandma a ghost. Like, that's like, I don't know. I feel like the word ghost has such a negative connotation because we like think of like hauntings all the time. Right. Whereas like sometimes, like what if a ghost is just chilling and just like doing funny stuff right like i've talked about a lot on this is there are ghosts that or at least most of the ghosts that i've talked about are playful or Mm -hmm. Mm non-threatening or i think maybe we get freaked out just because we can't see it Mm -hmm. whatever it is but um i've never experienced a threatening ghost none of the people none of the ghosts i've covered seem to be threatening so Mm-hmm. They're usually playful or mm-hmm. helpful. Mm, see? So, yeah, yeah. Right. And and I feel like, again, like I think fear is something to tap into for, for human beings in many ways. And I oh, think yeah. that any art that's been made about ghosts historically, most most has been like the freaky stuff. Right. And, and that's it's kind of sexy. I mean, yeah, it's more intriguing for sure. Right. But if there's just like a ghost playing the piano and he's, <laughs> and he's just doing a great job or she or they is doing a great job playing the piano, it's kind of like... Whatever, they just play the piano. Right. But if they play it scary, <laughs> right, in a Whole specific level. moment. Yeah, right. right. Scary ghosts. <laughs> We're talking about Venice this season. Mm. So tonight's story is going to take place in Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally know that you have visited Venice. I have. What did you think of Venice? I loved Venice. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and I think all the mystique around it is warranted. And... For me, I was just walking around in awe because it just felt like it felt like not a real place, to be honest with you, because, you know, growing up here in America, you go to like Disney World, right? Or you go to Disneyland and you see all of these like um, kind of created magical places. And then you get to know that behind all these beautiful, you know, uh, mysterious things like Space Mountain, like behind that is like a wood, it's a wood wall, right? And so... In high school, we took a trip to Disney and we marched through Magic Kingdom in the parade. And then afterwards, we were like ushered behind Splash Mountain. And it was a little disheartening to see the wood beams coming down on the backside of Splash Mountain. And then like Pooh Bear with their head off on a smoke break. Right. Hey, what's up, kids? How you doing? I'm Pooh. It was a lot to see in one like... As a high schooler to see in one setting. Right. Okay. It kind of destroys the, the magic of it all. It, truly. Absolutely. And so I'm walking around Venice, and this is about four years ago, and I'm like, there's no way that people actually live in these homes. There's no right. way people are like rowing up to their home, like docking their boat and like walking in and like yeah. having a cup of coffee. Like they, there's this has to be all wood beams. Like this can't be. Right, right, right. 
but it is obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I loved Venice, and I actually ended up. They always say like, just walk around, and get lost, and I did, and it was That's just. Fair. Yeah. It was just. It was really magical. What a beautiful place. Yeah, I'm assuming you only spent time in like the historic part, like all the island with yeah. the canals and everything. Yes. Yeah, so we were. Okay. I was in Venice. I did go to Murano. Oh, okay. I did, yes. Wow. I believe that's where the, the glass making yeah. is done. Yes, I look went to Murano. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. I look up things, okay? I look up things. I'm not a Philistine fully. Um, so, yeah, we went, I went to Murano. I bought my mom a, a glass vase in Murano. Nice. Okay. It's 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 on her mantle. Glass blowing is impressive. Yeah. I'm obsessed. W- what an art. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, and to be, you know, to I know that they've been doing it there for 500, 600 years, oh, it's maybe insane. longer. Yeah, for um, sure. So, and that was really cool to go see kind of a, one of the smaller towns. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess, not a town. It's, I mean, it's an island. Yeah, I mean, but, it's still part of Venice. So, yeah, it, right. it's like a, I guess for us, it's like a suburban part of the major city. Right, right. Yeah, it was It was very beautiful. Um, so I got to Murano. I was only in Venice for 48 hours. So it was a quick, yeah. it was quick. I would love to go back. Yeah. I would love to. I'm dying to go. Um I've been talking about all these like little islands that I mean like the historic part of Venice is what everybody thinks of Venice mm-hmm. but Venice is a lot larger mm-hmm. like there's a million islands mm-hmm. a million it's 188 islands to be exact 188 yeah <laughs> but there's also inland Venice that like is on actual like Italy like it's not the right, island right I remember taking so I took the train from Florence to Venice oh to get nice there, right? okay. so it was just beautiful to go through the countryside how is Florence Florence is great. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> I, uh, in college, I did a, I was, I've taken Italian and we had to do a project about a city in Italy and mm-hmm. I ended up doing it on Florence and mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. What a beautiful place. And, um, just so much great food, so much great art, so yeah. much great history. Um, to go up and there's like the, the palazzo that like everybody goes to at yeah. night and like, you know, has a sandwich and watches the sunset over the city. It's like, just forget it. It's it's absolutely breathtaking. Sorry, I'm not trying to hurt you. Right no, now. it's okay. I know, soon. I know you get it. <laughs> I'll make I mean it soon. It. You will. You will. Um, speaking of islands, we will be talking about mm. the most haunted island on earth. Okay. And some people claim it's the most haunted place on earth. Wow. Um. So it's called Pavelia Island. Okay, see, but look how you're 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 setting this up, right? Most haunted place. I'm am already scared, right? What what if the, what, what kind of ghost are we talking here? I'm, I'm I'm already nervous. Well, it's layered. Venice is like stupid old, and that's right. the whole thing. Like I do, I, you know, I've done past seasons in the United States, and this mm-hmm. is my first season abroad. Okay, and just the like depth of history that mm-hmm. you have to dig through mm-hmm. to find all this stuff, and the layers upon layers of layers of everything it's a lot it it was it's challenging to do research Mm -hmm. because not everything's written down Mm -hmm. or when it is written down it's like either in italian or Mm -hmm. like the english is wonky or Mm -hmm. you know it's vague um but yeah like talking about like doges back then uh like People who, not presidents, but they like ran Venice or whatever. They were called doges? Yeah. Is that really like a dogecoin? It's D-O-G-E. I'm pronouncing it doge, doge, something like that. Okay, but, but that's dogecoin, so yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, but the they started in like the 900s. So like I, it's been a lot of history. So Pavelli Island is even older and we'll get into it, but... It's just layers upon layers of ghosts. That's just so many, yeah, just so many spirits that are right. just hanging out. I think that's what makes it so haunted. Like in the United States, you know, 1700s, 1600s, we have a few hundred years. Yeah, it's really interesting now that you're saying like it goes back to, to the year 900. Right. And now, now I'm considering all these ghosts that are from different eras. Exactly. That yeah. are like hanging out. And it's like, right. what the, do they interact? And, right, and if they're interacting, it's like, you know, what is the conversation? I wonder if they yeah. sit down like we're sitting down right now and just have a cup of tea and just talk about like what, what life was like back then and what's it like in the future. And I what hope it, so. What, yeah, I, I do too. And that they're not just haunting us. They have a, they have their own podcast there. They talk they about do. all the idiots that jump on. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, they do. They have their own these podcast. living people on our island. Yeah. yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, they rent a room that. somewhere in Venice. And yeah. They have, they, you know, they have the mic set up and they have the walls with the... 
you know, the soundproof. Exactly. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. They don't want anybody here. Good for them. Yeah. I hope they're having a blast. <laughs> they're with the technology, even though they're dead. They're like, of course. we're on it. They keep up. They have the new iPhone. They're 100%. <laughs> they're chatting with their friends, taking selfies. I love it. They're invisible selfies, but they're there. Yeah. Right. So, Povelia is known as the Island of the Dead, mm-hmm. or the Forbidden Island, or simply the Island of Ghosts, as many names. All spooky names. Um, yes, of course. You know, uh, And it's also said that when an evil man dies, he wakes up on Pavelia. Anywhere in the world? Yeah, any evil man who dies on the world will end up on Pavelia. Okay. Who's to say? I'm not. But... Listen, I'm not arguing. <laughs> so now, now, who does said, say this? Where did you find that piece of information? <laughs> That's who an excellent that? question. Uh, one of the many articles I've okay, been okay, reading. Okay, okay, okay. But I think it brings up. We were talking about um, ghosts get a bad rap, right? And I always say that the devil or Satan or whoever gets a bad rap as well, because the idea of him, if you believe in God or whatever, uh, he only punishes bad people. So if you're not doing bad, you literally have nothing to worry about. Mm. It's like he's not scary. If you're not a horrible person, you have nothing to worry about. Right. But I'm a recovering Catholic. And it's like <laughs> like like they like the priests, like it was like anything, you just like you're gonna be burning in hell. Like God's watching and he's just not gonna approve. And if you don't tell us what you did, then you're going right to hell. Right. And it's like so like even if I thought about lying, like that thought in itself technically Technicality in my, in my the right. religion I was brought up in is a is a sin. Right. And if I'm a sinner, I'm done. I'm done for as a kid. So like I was just walking around both afraid of not only just the devil, but I was afraid of God. Frankly, growing up, and this yeah. is deep, this is way deeper. Than, <laughs> this is deeper. But like, you know, like I think, I think all the lore is created again to kind of keep us in fear. Oh, for sure. Right. But you know, if if these ghosts over there on on the forbidden the forbidden island. Are uh, are doing some scary stuff? Then I guess it's it's warranted. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're an evil person on in life, why would you stop being evil in afterlife? Right. What lessons have you learned? Right. I'm sure there's some recovering evil people that in, are like in, that are spirits. Yeah, like they're, they're going to spiritual anonymous. Yeah, they just go to SA. Like shit, I really fucked up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. They do some sort of a 12-step program. Yeah, exactly. I love this. It's the only way to get out of the whatever realm. Right. In. And they're in Italy doing it. So they're exactly. like, this is beautiful. I don't know. I kind of want to go there. I love this. All right. Um, okay. So, Valley is thought to be the most haunted island in the world. Um, obviously, we can't prove that. Uh, and since it's forbidden, so the island is forbidden, no one's allowed to be on it, technically, though there isn't really police. Nobody's policing it. But technically, it is a forbidden island. So if you visit Venice, it's hard to get a boat to go visit. The really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so it's this is not just forbidden in terms of like the lore. Like you actually can't step foot on it right. legally. Yeah. I mean, legally. people do, of course. But you'd be trespassing. You'd be trespassing technically, yeah. And nobody lives there. No. Um, again, I don't think it's like no one's policing it. It is like the worst kept secret if you will right like if you can if you have the money and if you find someone they'll obviously boat you over there but, but they're not getting on the island no no locals do not really step foot on the island wow so this is like this is like one of those like um abandoned asylums or hospitals that like as a young teenager you like go to and like walk around and like spray paint the walls and break stuff not that i ever did that but i'm just saying <laughs> this is like one of those except in venice yes that's exactly what it is interesting and we'll get in the history of that asylum that it used to be wow. oh yeah you nailed it right on the head wow <laughs> foreshadowing um it has been featured on ghost adventures okay. and scariest places on earth okay not that either of those are reputable sources but <laughs> i really hate those shows because They'll make up any kind of sound to be a ghost. A ghost, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, even if something does happen in an episode, the last five episodes, you made some shit up. So it's like, I. What do you believe? I don't trust you. Right. Yeah. Like, see, I'm a big Sasquatch guy. Like, I love, I love me some Bigfoot. I love that. And I love Sasquatch. And I, I, I believe, 
I believe that there's a version of them out there, but every show, yeah. it's like a twig breaks and it was like, oh, that's a Sasquatch. Yeah. Like there's always <laughs> exactly. a Sasquatch, but there's never a Sasquatch. So it's like, yes, but there's all these major productions surrounding it. Yeah. I was just watching Conjuring Kesha. Have you, she has her no. own ghost hunting or like paranormal no hunting way. show. And each episode she invites a different like celebrity to join her on her adventures. Mm-hmm. And one of them is to hunt Bigfoot. And she has her, her and her friend, the t- these two beautiful women out in the forest with this like Bigfoot expert hunting down Bigfoot in the middle of the forest. No way. I loved every second of it. That is great TV. Yes. That yeah. is great TV. I wonder if she'll ever get P. Diddy on the show. I fucking hope so. Yeah, you know, And they can say that and then Bigfoot comes in <laughs> and they all just do a song and dance together. That'd be great. Do you know who Betty Who is? Hmm. I don't. She's a she's an Australian pop singer. Okay. She's like growing. She's like on mm-hmm. the rise. But uh, she was a guest on one of the episodes in a haunted, I believe, like theater that's been abandoned. Uh, and they just did a little duet on stage, singing to the ghost to like get a reaction, hopefully to like spur some kind of paranormal Energy, activity. Right? Yeah. But I really like the show because it's not as like it doesn't feel as fake as say some of the other shows like Kesha and her guests and her reactions and interactions feel very authentic Mm -hmm. and whether like the production is setting something up without Kesha's knowledge and so her reactions are very honest or whatever the or she is experiencing something they do feel real or are you just a big Kesha fan both okay (laughs) fair fair well shout out to Kesha for doing all the hard work out there this is just uh, my way to get a guest spot on Conjuring Kesha. Right, right. No, that's totally fine. I, I believe it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to manifest that for you and I'll reach out it. to my ghost friends to, to work on this spiritually on your behalf. Yes. Perfect. perfect. I did see her tour once when I was in high school and LMFAO opened for her and it was probably the most wild concert I've ever been to. Probably, especially in high school. Yeah, I was a senior in high school and glitter everywhere. Right. I had glare on me for a week. Right, like, probably. It's insane. Yeah, LMFAO has throws crazy shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, my partner, she I think she went to a show when she was like twelve or thirteen. Which, you know, my partner's from Florida, so shout out yeah. shout out to Shannon and um, shout out to Florida for being Florida for <laughs> going go. like literally like I think she said that they had on like a like a they call it a cock sock, and I think that's what they were wearing. And that she was like right. 12 or 13 at yeah. the show, and I just can't imagine that. Sounds so. about right. Yep, yep. Um, when I saw her, she had a person dressed in a penis costume sit there on stage, and she danced. I think it was, oh, what was the name of the song? I'm trying a blank. Uh, like, Grow a Pair. Okay. That was the song. Right. Um, and then they were all drunk by the end of the show, obviously. She straddled a glitter cannon, shot it into the audience, and then two more went off. Like it was right. like a, it was it was fun. <laughs> I wonder what Kesha's ghost is going to be up to. Her spirit is going to be up to in the afterlife. Oh, just like, partying, wild like, stuff, right? Like yeah. I can only imagine like what and, and if and if she ever like takes makes a stop at the Forbidden Island, like does did everybody just party and change their ways? Yeah, I think Kesha can do it. I, if anybody right. could change someone's right, ways, right, it's Kesha. Right, right. <laughs> We're going to get into the history of Povelia. Okay. It does date back to 421, so even older than the Republic of Venice. Wow. Um, Povelia itself is technically three islands, though we think of it as one big one, but it's technically three separate islands that sit so close to each other that there's a small bridge connecting the two larger islands. Mm-hmm. So, from afar, it looks like one big one, but mm-hmm. I'll show you a photo. Please. Um, I love a good bridge, by the way. They're nice, right? Right, especially old bridges. It's it's quite an architectural feat that these were built at some point. Oh, my God, yeah. I think of it, the freaking Brooklyn Bridge. How did they do that back then? Insane. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, that's what it looks like far away. Okay, so it's it's a it's a pretty island. Like, yeah. I want to go, I would dive in the water over there. Yeah, absolutely. It looks nice. It's very green. I'm very sure lush. it's, like, overgrown right now. Right. <laughs> very like, lush, though. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, this is a better picture of, like, seeing the separation between Okay. So now this island. is giving me a little bit of a vibe. I, I see what we got here. Yeah. There's that little bridge mm-hmm. from 
Right. The two. And then the first island is tiny and it doesn't connect. But And now I'm seeing all the buildings here. Yeah, yeah. It obviously looks like it's just steeple, so. Yes. Okay. For, if you look at it on, like, Google Maps, it looks like a Wi-Fi bar because mm-hmm. it's, like, small, bigger, mm-hmm. bigger. But, yeah, three islands. Overall, it's, like, only 17 acres. And the middle island is where all the buildings, like you were saying, are located. While the last island, which is connected by the bridge, is just fields and trees. Mm-hmm. There's nothing much out there. Um, people do do like architect or agriculture out there now. Uh, so people are on the islands. Yeah. Okay. So they yeah, I'm sure a few locals have claimed it and are growing some food. I don't know what's growing on there. I mean, I think they're growing some grapes, but. Because it's, like, almost sea level. I think some of the islands are only, like, 18 inches above sea level. Right. Uh, And it's all salt water, so it's not like you can grow deep into the ground or you're picking up salt. So I'm not sure what they're growing other than grapes, but, I mean, hey, land out there is sparse. Right. I was going to say, if they're able to grow grapes and then they could do a a haunted wine, I mean, imagine be great It'd be really interesting i mean not that i would be drinking any i don't drink but for those that do imbibe i mean you really be taking a risk drinking a haunted wine that's fun yeah for sure right the spirit in you right there's the name of it oh my god you need to join their marketing department asap if anyone's listening i'll take it right whoever whoever is on this island that's harvesting grapes for wine blake's here so Pavelia sits closer to the island of Lido than it does the historic part of Venice. But it's not too far away. I think it's like a 20-minute boat ride mm-hmm. from the historic part to the island. But the island is first mentioned in the Chronicles of Venice in 421. So it may be older, but this is the first written history of this island is 421 AD. When people from Padua and Este fled to the island of Pavelia to escape a barbarian invasion. Chronicles of Venice sounds like a book within the Narnia series. It does. At least that's what... It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. And now you add in barbarians and yep. it's like, yeah, we're, you know, this is yeah. it. Book number 85 or right. whatever, Pavelia. the Narnia season yeah. series Chronicles has. of Pavelia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but bar- bar- Barbarian also... Like, I only think of the new horror movie that I've seen, Barbarian, which Justin Long, uh, it's amazing. That's good. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, But after finding safety on this random island, the population of Padua, which is now on Povelia, began to grow. And so much so that the island was given a podesta or a public official. Okay. So it became recognized as a legitimate island. Right. Right. Um. Maybe similar to a mayor, maybe, or a governor, but there isn't much written about it. Okay. The island and its residents kept a peaceful existence until 1379. Oh, God. What happened in 1379? When the island was attacked by a Genoan fleet. Oh, my goodness. I say peaceful, meaning there isn't really much history for a thousand years. So They were just hanging out. They were doing fine. They were doing fine. Right. Nobody was bothering them. Exactly. They weren't causing any trouble. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, a thousand years prior to the barbarians, and now we got a Genoan fleet. Right. It's like, all right, we're just going to come mess with you people. Yeah. And take your stuff. It's uncalled for. Right. Really? They weren't doing anything wrong. No. But I, I guess Genoa and Venice had like a huge rival going on mm-hmm. uh, for people geographically challenged. Genoa is on the western coast of Italy, mm-hmm. Venice on the eastern coast, but they're kind of like parallel on the northern side. Um, So the people of Pavelia fled to the nearby island of Giudecca, which also sits in the Venetian lagoon. So it's not super far away, but it's closer to the historic islands. Okay. So now at this point, the island sat empty for centuries. Um, I'm sure people used it for fishing or to bury treasure. Mm. Who's, Who's to say? Maybe mud wrestling. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Why not? Right. right? Mid-century mud wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. an empty island. Wet t-shirt contest. Of like, course. Obviously. Yeah. Right. But there wasn't a group of people living on the island until 1527, when the Doge of Venice at the time, Andrea Gritti, 
offered the island to monks. Uh, the Camaldolese monks, to be exact. Mm-hmm. However, the monks turned him down. They were like, actually, we don't want an island. And I doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm being offered an island for free, I'm taking it. Right. Especially if you're a monk and it's really peaceful and there's not, nothing out there. And and it's the, the doge right. who's saying, hey, this is yours. You're protected. Go out there. Be super spiritual. Connect. Do right. What you got to do. It sounds like a perfect opportunity. But maybe, maybe the monks knew that there was some sort of, uh, you know, there was like something attached to this offer. Uh, probably. Right? <laughs> right. So like you had to do some sort of like spiritual work on behalf of the doge yeah. if you get this island. I mean, but back then that was very common, right? Like uh, government and religion were so intertwined mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. that, I mean, the government was pretty much the religious right. group. So right. yeah, I'm, you never know. Monks, but, I feel like monks are perceptive. Yeah. They probably didn't get a good vibe of this offer. Fair. Yeah. Right. I also think it's very interesting more that the more that we work with like alcohol and stuff, how much alcohol is produced by monks. Like it's really? wild. Wow. One of the wines that we sell is, was, it's called Frati because it was once made by monks. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. The Idi the, the Frati that we yeah. sell. It's House of Friar is what the translation Wow. Is. I had no idea. And then like chartreuse is still made by monks. Like nobody knows the actual ingredients of chartreuse because it's like kept between two monks. Like it's fucking insane. Wow. Okay. So the monks are out here getting people a little hammy. They're making a profit for sure. Wow. <laughs> they don't need your handout. <laughs> they don't. They're fine. They don't want you a bottle, bottle of wine. Right, Doge. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we, we'll give you an island, Mr. Doge. How about that? Exactly. Right. No charity here. So eventually the... Government took the first small island, the really small one that isn't connected to the other two, right? Um, and used it as one of five octagonal forts to protect Venice and keep control of the lagoon. Before this point, Venice's lagoon was a natural defense for the city because of the tides and how shallow it is. Navigating around through the islands to get to Venice proved difficult before the 1600s. Okay. So a lot of people, their ships would sink or they'd run ash- run ashore because mm-hmm. it was so shallow or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the fort in front of Pavelia is one of four that still exists today in case anyone wants to go find them and check them out. Okay. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, they're literally in octagon. It's interesting. Really interesting. Sounds strategic. Very much so. Right. So in 1776, the island became part of the public health office for venice oh boy here we go this is yeah. this is it i know that yeah. i knew I, I just heard it i just heard it. it's coming it's happening and it was the checkpoint for goods and people coming to venice similar to ellis island I was here gonna in say, New York. Yeah. yeah um on a previous episode i talked about venice's lazaretto which were a couple of islands that were there to house plague vis- victims and other diseases trying to travel to venice so so they quarantine them basically absolutely okay uh that's you know we get the word quarantine from italy because they are from venice because they had to quarantine for 40 days and 40 in italian is similar to quarantine ah look at this i had no clue there you go they were used in the initial plague outbreak in the mid 14th century And this was only the beginning of several waves of the plague that hit Europe. Um, But Italy has had many bad plague outbreaks. Oh, boy. In 1793, several cases of the plague struck two separate ships traveling to Venice, making Povelia Island a lazaretto or confinement island for those ill. So it started as just like people, goods, make sure everything's kosher. And then now it's housing. All these people that are struggling with the legitimate plague. Right. Right. And at this point, they have no idea what the plague is. Right. And so, like, medicine's not readily available to actually treat it. So people are right. there probably suffering a, d- a decent amount on the island and, and dying. And where are they putting those bodies, by the way? Well, we'll get into oh that. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. 
Uh, so Napoleon, I'm sure you've heard of Napoleon. Real short. He he was talking. Going back to short yeah, kings. Exactly. Short kings, right? <laughs> he wasn't like the short king like that we say nowadays. He no. was kind of like the short king. Yeah, we don't like him. No. No, isn't Joaquin Phoenix playing him? Is he? I believe he is. Wow. Okay. Yes, I believe Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon in the upcoming film. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm very okay. into that. I think he would do an amazing job. I mean, he would do an amazing job in anything. Yeah. He could play yeah. anybody. And that, like, Napoleon is such a like iconic person of history, whether he's infamous or whatever the case may yeah. be. I feel like not a lot of people know too much about him, but they just know of him. Right. They know he was short and they know he was angry. Right. Right. And it's like, I feel like we... we Again, we demonize people from history that do bad things, of course, obviously. But I think that then the buck stops there and we don't understand why people do the things that they did. Right. And 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 maybe find some preventative measures from being able to help each other so that people aren't doing the things that Napoleon did. Anyways. No, you're right. I mean we're I mean he conquered most of Italy for no reason. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Uh so he conquered Venice, specifically Venice, in 1797, and he commanded Povelia to be a designated and permanent quarantine site for the plague uh, by 1805. And Napoleon had the existing church, San Vitale. That's one of the... There were several churches on there, but like one was San Vitale, and they burned it to the ground. However, he left the bell tower, which is what you were seeing in the okay. photo, uh, standing and, co- and converted it to a lighthouse. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, similarly to the two other Lazaretto islands I talked about, Povelia had to create mass graves or plague pits uh, for all the people dying from the bubonic plague. And they just tossed them in. Yes. Ooh. So I'm going to show you another photo. This is from the Lazaretto Islands because Povelia is, again, forbidden, so they haven't done any digging. No excavations. Right. But on these other Lazaretto Islands, this is, like, what the site... Oh, my goodness. Like, the mass So many bones. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, just never-ending. And you never know, like, how deep it goes either, right? This is, like... Right. They, They just... This is, like, a couple feet down. Right. Wow, because yeah, it's really sad. I mean, you you don't have a proper resting place for these human beings that obviously went through something very tragic in, in towards the end of their lives. Exactly. With the plague. And it's like hard because they didn't have medicine. So there wasn't they couldn't go home. There was nothing else to do. Um and at the time they thought that the plague was because of bad air. So that's why they quarantined a lot of people because they're like, well, we can't have them breathing the same air as these healthy people because that's what's getting them sick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not true. What was it? The plague? Yeah. It's a disease that was passed down from different like animals. Okay, and okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And we just, we just passed it through like, like coughing on each other and stuff right. like that, right? Typical. Right. Typical plague stuff. Right. Right. We know. We know about a plague. <laughs> we just went through the COVID. Right, uh, right. Similarly. Know, yeah, right. It, was, it was a plague. We had a plague. They had a plague. There's plagues. Uh, there were 22 black death outbreaks in Venice alone, each with devastating outcomes. We don't have an exact death toll, of course, but the plague in 1576 to 1577 killed 50,000 people in Venice. Wow. In Venice alone? Yeah. Like insane, Um, which was a third of the population at the time. Wow! Imagine that one in three people. Yeah, just going down. Insane. That's scary. Really, really scary. Because especially because the plague worked fast. Like within a week, you were dead pretty much. Wow! I think eight days was like the exact number. Wow! Yeah, that is really intense. Yeah, eighty thousand Venetians died when the plague hit in sixteen eighty. This was all before Povelia became a quarantine site. So the other Lazaretto Islands had been taking care of plague victims at this point. And then they're like, we don't have enough islands. So let's also ask Povelia to so be a just, quarantine site. Yeah, they're just dumping everything on Povelia. Yeah, okay. pretty much. If you were sent to the island for being infected, you were going to die on the island like we were talking about. The causative bacterium 
of the plague wasn't discovered till 1898. Almost 100 years later after Napoleon. Yeah. Again, I mean, I feel like everybody keeps, from what you're telling me, just keeps saying, all right, this is where we're putting the plague people. Yeah. Or this is where we're putting, we're, we're, everybody's going here to quarantine. Right. Everybody that shows up just keeps saying, right. yes, definitely quarantining everybody here. Right. Because, like, they tried other things, but because they had no idea what was causing it, they found that separating people was the only way to keep other people healthy. Wow. Imagine, like, your your loved one gets the plague and they're just like, yeah, we're, we're taking them. Like, this is not, yeah. this isn't, we're not asking. You're yeah. going to Bavelia and that's oh, 100%. it. 100%. There's no option. You wow. don't get a choice. And the other issue, like, a lot of, back then, cemeteries weren't really a thing, so... When somebody died, well, their natural cause or whatever, usually families buried them in their backyards or some, or like to see or whatever. Uh, but they couldn't do that because they still thought that if they died, they were still infected. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you don't even get to take them and bury them with other family members. You just get to zit. mass grave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Make peace and right. know that they're somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bellia. I guess you know what island they're on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. If the plague didn't get you, war would get you, right? The, the, we're in Napoleon's world right now. War is happening all the time. So unfortunately, it's like you're either dying from a plague, you're dying from war. Um, there were a lot of assassinations at the time, <laughs> just of people who politically didn't agree with you or Mm -hmm. religiously didn't agree with you. It was basically like lawless times, which is hard to think about. Right. (laughs) Plague pits, like I was saying, were discovered on Lazaretto Islands when they were renovated. So historians are pretty sure that they still exist on Povelia, but again, Mm -hmm. no one's dug them up. I found it interesting that the plague is still around today. Like you can still catch the plague today. We now have medicine to treat it, but you can still get it today. Wow. I thought it was, like, eradicated. Damn. No, yeah. but you can still catch the, the plague. Yeah. Just the plague? Yeah. The plague is going to love the fact that it just has <laughs> it has a great brand. It's like nobody's breaking that. It's like the plague. Right, Period, yeah. copyright, trademarked. Yeah. And I wonder whose who, who's entertainment lawyer the plague is because I'd like to talk to them. Let's do it. Right? Because they're just the plague. That's it? Yeah. There's Or, or Black Death. Black Death? Bubonic How? Plague. Yeah, it's, it goes by many names. But. Right. There's no There's no Pink Death. No. You know? Like, there's no, like, <laughs> there's no, like, fun rainbow death. No, no, no. Just, but we're going Black Death and The Plague. Love it. Yeah, the, the great, great branding. The Plague is the recording artist, and Black Death is, like... The acting credit. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. And once again, just who's the entertainment lawyer? Yeah. Who is the Ari Gold of the plague? Because they're doing a great job. Okay, so do you have a guess on what the island transitioned to after they were done treating plague victims? Well, I, I do have a guess, and I'm I'm I already know that I'm right, which <laughs> says a lot about me. It definitely became an insane asylum. It is where mentally ill people went. A hundred percent. Yes, I knew it. Yes. I did. I promise you, I didn't look it up. But <laughs> once you went the public health direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously your, your listeners can't see, but you shot me a look. Yeah, <laughs> and that told me where we're headed. And where 100%. we're headed is crazy, scary Shutter Island type stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Shutter Island. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, what mentally ill people? Yes, or like what people deemed were mentally ill, even though. They probably weren't right back then. And back then, you you know, if somebody you know, if somebody didn't believe in Jesus, they were right. pro- they were considered <laughs> mentally ill. So it's like we're just sending you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right. You complained about your period too much. Mentally, you're a witch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have like, a period. You're a witch. Get out right. of here. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So in 1922, the existing buildings on Pavelia were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill. A 
few episodes ago, I talked about the island of the mad, San Servolo. So Venice already had an insane asylum on a different island. Uh, <laughs> and that hospital opened in 1725. Okay. So Pavelia was 200 years later. Okay. There, I mean, insane asylums have been around for a long time. Right. But I'm assuming it was like overflow from San Servolo. Because okay. San Servolo was still open as an insane asylum. At that time. At the time, Povelia opened as an insane asylum. Okay. So I'm assuming they were just like, we, we got more people in Nanaf rooms. So let's convert whatever we have here right. into that. And let's put them all here. Right. In the previous episode I was talking about, I get into like the horrible treatments doctors subjected patients to. Oh, goodness. In an insane asylum. And Povelia was just as bad as San Servolo, if not worse, since Povelia was run by a doctor who enjoyed experimenting on his patients. Oh, no. So it wasn't just like... There was a lot of experimenting going on back then in insane asylums because they didn't really know how to treat mental illness because they thought it was a physical illness affecting your brain. Not just mental, right? An issue that's occurring in inside your brain that's affecting right. your body and affecting the way that you speak and the way that exactly. you exactly. Right? They thought it was reversed. Okay, your body was affecting your brain, but it's your brain affecting your right. body. Yeah. Right. Um. So of course they did a lot of experiments. Obviously, not very humane experiments. But I guess this doctor was like. Horrible. He was the Michael Jordan of experimenting on oh human beings. God. He was. Michael Jordan would love that comparison. Right. I think he would. Or the Tiger Woods or the Serena Williams of experimenting on mentally ill, which again, we're laughing about. It's, it sounds awful. It sounds terrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's really terrible. Maybe, um, maybe the metaphor is funny, but. We're coping. Right. That's all it we're is. We're coping. That's what it is. Yes, please. We, we feel so badly that we need to make it like. So we all know lobotomies are cruel and an unusual punishment. That's so funny. We all know. We you need to know. clarify. Yes. I'm, I'm Just like, to ensure. if we're listening, we're all aware <laughs> that lobotomies are not okay. Right. We all know that. <laughs> but this doctor took it to the extreme. Uh, he experimented using hammers, nails, <gasps> drills, chisels. Oh, my God. Or, like, literally anything he could get his hands on. On live patients? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. And, like, lobot- lobotomy doesn't have a scientific backing, right? It's just been like, oh, well, the frontal lobe, we believe, does this. So let's cut those uh, connections to the rest of the brain. And that's what basically lobotomy is. And it's, like, fucked up. And they didn't have a tool at the time, so they just used whatever they had to like try it out. Yeah, like they used a backhoe that they that they were yeah. They I were mean, doing pretty a much bit, like a little bit of uh, a little bit of farming, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna use this to farm your frontal lobe now." Right. So like we always think of it with that like needle going like in the eye socket right, right up into the brain. They didn't start there, of course. And I have a couple drawings. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, what are you? I, I... Of like a couple things that he tried on like his like victims. I want to say. Okay. Victims. This is horrifying. Right. Legitimately horrifying. So they would just open up their skull. Like the top of their head. Yeah. And just like drill down on from the top down. Didn't, wouldn't have this have killed the person immediately? I mean... Probably, yeah. So then, yeah, like, what is he learning? That it didn't work, right. I guess. Right. I mean, that's all I can really Oh, my goodness. Like, okay. He was horrible. Yeah, it sounds terrible. What was this doctor's name? Do you have it? I don't. Oh. I couldn't find anywhere this guy's name. It sounds like this should be on American Horror Stories or something. You know what? That just started the new season. And right. It takes place in New York City. Oh, it does? Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no attention to safety, no attention to sanitation. No, nothing. clearly not. <laughs> um, he also tortured patients in the lighthouse slash bell tower that you were looking at. Um, he just decided to torture them? I think that was like his main... Dungeon? Right. 
place of operation. Right. Okay. And so because of that, the rest of the patients would just hear screaming coming from the bell tower while they're all in the rest of the building surrounding it, trying to live their lives, knowing what's happening in the bell tower and doing absolutely nothing. They couldn't do anything about it, right? Well, yeah, it's like who who actually protected this guy from doing all this? Was it like the the Phoenician well, army or, or like how like how does it, how does this go on? I don't think it's like protecting him from doing it. I think it's there was no protection for the patients. Like right. there was no laws or standards or anything like that. Back then. that. Right, exactly. And I think there's also this notion maybe not this late, but like early in early on that doctors knew what they were doing or you just took your doctor's word for it right right? the doctor's like oh you need to take this medicine to cure this and it's like okay well the doctor said so then i'll take it then later on we find out that there's fucking mercury in the pill that he gave Mm you you know right they just took doctor's words as face value i think a lot of it is that as well we're like i'm doing what's best for this person and you just kind of have to like Right, and if it's like, I'm sure for those that lived in Venice, it was probably in terms of the mentally ill patients, it was like out of sight, out of mind. Right, exactly. And so it was like, listen, like this doctor's over there, he knows what he's doing, he's trying to cure people. Obviously, right. you know, they, they weren't aware exactly what he was doing, but they assume, must have assumed like, oh, like he's over there doing his best. Yeah. Kind of the way that we assume that doctors are doing their best and yeah. that we kind of take their word for things. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you heard of heard of or have listened to or seen Dr. Death? Um, I've heard of Dr. Death, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. He started, it was a podcast and it was turned into a scripted show and all okay. this other stuff. But that's recently and people were going to him for surgeries and he had no idea what he was fucking doing. Right. Like he was awful. Yeah. And people still were like, he come, like he has good reviews online so I'm going to go. Yeah, great Yelp reviews. Right, exactly. And it's like, okay, but if we really think about it, anyone can make a review. He could make up like 1,600 emails and leave a bunch of reviews. He could. You know? So yeah. it's like, it's unfortunate that it's like we do a lot of times take doctors' words at face value. Right. And they're but, just human beings too. Yeah. You know? And some of them are even sick human beings, clearly. Yes. Right? So them, this, this guy himself should have been a patient on this island doing the stuff that he was doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to like go to sleep and just hearing screaming of tortured people trying to go to sleep to that right it would not be fun no not at all especially if you already have a mental illness and you're dealing with you know paranoia or or whatever it is yeah to then add on top of that like when is it going to be my turn in the bell tower exactly yeah it's horrifying yeah it's that is a truly tortured existence oh my god yeah i felt yeah i feel really bad for a lot of insane asylum victims just because whether you were mentally ill or not you went through like isolation is horrible in itself let alone all the other it's horrible how, things it's that how. you go through um but i'm not gonna go too deep into it if you want to learn more about insane asylums you can listen to the past episode i talk about lobotomies electrotherapy hydrotherapy all of it all the fun stuff all the fun stuff <laughs> um but this asylum on Pavelia was shut down in 1968 um, pretty recent yeah not that long ago at all because that was when um, the laws were kind of caught up with what was going on, and they were like, "This is not okay. We need." So, as recent as the ni- early nineteen sixties, there was probably still things going on in the asylum that were not oh, up uh, to par. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wow. All over the that, world. That's within my parents' lifetime. Oh, same. Yeah. That's scary. Or definitely a grandparents' lifetime. Oh my yeah. goodness. There is a sign on one of the buildings on the island today that reads, Repart- I, I always want to say it how I say it in English, but it's like I have to use an Italian accent. Do it. To like do use it the Italian accent. Like, don't, don't get all shy and bashful on me now. Break it out. Let's go. <laughs> Reparto Psychiatria, uh, Psychiatric Department. Okay. There's a sign on one of the buildings that says that. So you can still see the barred windows, the moldy beds, and overall feeling of decaying mental hospital with the chipped paint on the walls, just like dirty floors, all of it. So like like you were saying, 
spray painting. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Very much that. Um, I'll show you photos as well. But after closing the hospital, the island was mainly used for agriculture, as I was saying. And I believe the main ingredient is grapes. Okay. But this is what uh, it kind of looks like today. Like a lot of the just right, yeah. shit left behind. Yeah. And it looks like all old medical equipment. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. And Tiled then, walls and. I had one with beds, but I don't know where it went. Oh, well. But yeah, there's just a bunch of old shit. Yeah, it's like overgrown and stuff now, too, because no one's taking care of it. Right. But. It looks beautiful, actually. I mean, yeah. technically, with the overgrown... I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a big brick and overgrown vine guy, so it's yeah. like, that looks beautiful <laughs> to me. I mean, this is like the image of it today. They're scaffolding just to keep it from falling down, pretty much. Not because they're like renovating it, but... Okay, they're try- they're trying to preserve it potentially. Yeah, yeah. make it into apartments. <laughs> Yikes! That would be fun. Yeah, I'm sure haunted apartments. Right. I found by doing research on this that um, apparently Venice used to grow like grapes for wine. Okay. Uh, for two thousand years. Wow. But since like its prosperity for trading and stuff. Uh, made importing wine cheaper for vineyards and like Venice's winemaking died off because it was cheaper to get them from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a horrible flood in 1966 that did a lot of damage to crops and stuff. Submerged Venice for two days, which is insane. Whoa. I, I mean, you see photos all the time, people in boots wading through all the water in Venice. Right. But like to submerge all, all like the sidewalks and stuff for two days, like it's a lot horrible. Yeah, I don't know where people would just have to live on the upper parts of the of their right. homes, and then would have to have food stored and all that stuff. It's like crazy. Like, yeah. What do you do? That's a good question. Right. Have you been through a hurricane? Um, no. I was. I I live in Hoboken. Um, I was not in Hoboken during Sandy. Gotcha. Um, but I did return like a couple days after, and it was like returning to like a war zone. It was it was insane. Yeah, yeah. And they had just gotten power back on the day I got back. Gotcha. Um, so that's a long answer to saying no. Although <laughs> Hurricane Bob, uh, when was that? Nineteen ninety one. Okay. Uh, hit Cape Cod, and uh, I was I was I did go through Hurricane Bob. But I was one years old. Yeah. But my mom tells me that you know we went to like the shit the like the nuclear underground bomb shelters Damn, at okay. the school and like it was like it was, Hurricane Bob was no joke on Cape Cod and I did I lived through that but I don't remember it. Yeah. Have you? No, I was we because it rained a lot the other week or okay. like last week or whatever and I was like why is it raining so fucking much and someone was like it's probably the after effects of like the hurricane hurricane that hit. Ian that that hit right Myers and and I've never experienced that because the Midwest doesn't get fucking hurricanes right so right I'm used to tornadoes and I honestly I kind of miss tornadoes what do you mean you kind of miss tornadoes they're exciting they're they're fun okay to so like look out your window and see like this huge fucking wind machine i don't know it's fun yeah but it's probably not fun when your house gets lifted off the ground no it's horrible right it's terrifying like (laughs) that is that's low-key toxic you're being low-key toxic (laughs) i miss tornadoes like i miss the fun of it all but the amount of people like everyone from the midwest though will tell you they stand looking out the window until it's like okay i guess i have to go to like the basement or something it's like okay let me stand here and look at it it's mesmerizing i'm sure it's beautiful yeah i mean it's, it's beautifully it's beautifully tragic but i mean well, I think weather systems are just. The, I mean, you sit out your window and watch a thunderstorm. It's you know, and watch lightning. It's my it's, it's favorite beautiful. thing in the world. It's yeah. gorgeous and and yet powerful and yeah. and scary. And so, yeah, I I've never lived through a hurricane or a tornado, and I hope I don't have to. Yeah. Um. And uh, God bless everybody that's dealing with that down in Florida because it's it's brutal. And Puerto Rico, I feel and Puerto Rico. So oh my goodness, Puerto Rico, Rico keeps getting crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, that whole. That whole global warming thing really just heating up those those weather uh, patterns. What aren't global they? warming? Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> correct. No, the closest I've gotten to a hurricane is like when I was in college. I lived on the thirtieth floor, and facing east towards Lake Michigan was all like study hall rooms, so you, anybody could just like chill. And it's like floor to ceiling windows. It's gorgeous. 
but looking out into Lake Michigan, it was like a huge storm going on and a tornado touched the water. So it's like a water funnel or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. and it sucks water up. So like it only for a minute, like touches down, touches water, water goes up and disappears, but it's really a water spout. That's what it's called. Okay. It's really fun. It's interesting to see. And it's like the most close. The closer you've been to something like that. Yeah, Yeah. No, it's weather. Yeah. Weather's wild. I and then if, if you live somewhere like Venice. Exactly. Like any sort of, you know, extra rain is going to be pretty detrimental to your living experience, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Miami will be underwater just as soon as Venice will. Oh, my so. goodness. Get out. Get out, everybody, soon. I found out that D.C. is like just... The airport in D.C. is like a few feet above sea level. Like, it's insane. There's so many cities that are going to be... I mean, Boston, where I'm from, is going to be... Is, is, is in big trouble. Yeah. Um, I, I think that a lot of places, uh, you know... I don't know if in our lifetimes, but potentially... Yeah. You know, some of these places are going to be unlivable. Yeah. Um, water and the weather and Mother Earth doesn't really care about... Doesn't really care about our existence... I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's been created perfectly for us to live here, which is, you know, a miracle. But at the end of the day, like, we're, we're, we don't run the show here. No. We don't. But we, <laughs> I think we, we, we seem to think we do. We seem to think, like, we can build wherever we want. We can do whatever we want. That, like, we have, you know, um, engineered the ability to, you know, kind of run, run, the, run the show here. Of course. Yeah. We're not. If water... <laughs> I was I was in California a couple of days ago and I was swimming in the Pacific. It's was cold. It, I, it's so cold, it's cold all the time it's cold. and it's infuriating. I love it. I actually love it. I'm, I'm I grew up swimming just off of Cape Cod and if you swim up in like Nosset, um, in the National Seashore, the water is cold. It it's like very cold and so I love it. It's it, it's nice. Anyways, I say all that to say the waves are strong. Yeah. And like, just feeling the power of a wave hitting you um, and moving you yeah. and, and also then kind of like the current going back out, yeah. like the undertow, um, it's not messing around. Like no, water is no. going to do whatever it wants. Yeah, yeah. I've been sucked out terrifyingly for like a hot second. Like it spun me. So I lost direction where I was. And the only reason I was able to like figure out what was happening is I reached down and grabbed sand. So I knew where the bottom was. And then once it, like, pulled out, I, I, like, popped up. And I was like, holy shit. That was one of the most terrifying things I've ever been through. Right. And then I, like, kept swimming in the ocean. So yeah, of course. Yeah, like... because you're a human being. And you're like, yeah, no, I'll right. do this. This is what I want to do. I don't care. Which is fine. But at the same time, places like Venice and, and Miami and um, I'm sure places in Southeast Asia. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Hanoi and, and, and um, places in Cambodia. I mean, these places are low-lying yeah. cities that are going to... Struggle. Yeah. But, but that waterfront property, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I want something on the right? waterfront. Like, of course I do. It's beautiful. Exactly. Um, all of this to say that the wine vine, the grapevines in Venice did not survive from that flood. Okay, right, right, right. We're back, we're back to Venice. Waterfront property everywhere in Venice. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was I just doing this research, I found that there was an ancient, like, grape that they thought was extinct and this woman found it in an abandoned church in some like like uh what is it called like a garden kind of wow um and she saved like 88 vines from it and planted it and now she's like growing a full vineyard with these like old ass grapes wow that is amazing yeah and i want to visit so badly it's like on an island she has a restaurant it's like really reputable in venice yeah and you can like boat up to the restaurant, have dinner, try this wine. Like I want to do it so badly. Well, you're <laughs> Sounds going amazing. To. You're going to. It does sound amazing. Shout out to her for preserving some nature. Oh, for sure. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with some paranormal type stuff. Oh goodness, I'm gonna get prepared to be scared. Okay, be prepared. Prepare yourself. That rhymed. Hey y'all, Anthony and I had so much to talk about this episode that unfortunately I'm going to have to split this into two episodes. Part two will be out next Friday, just in time for Halloween. We're going to get into the paranormal of Povelia Island, 
and some paranormal experience in Anthony's life. So I hope to see you back in a week, because everyone loves a ghost story. The theme song is by Tyre. Follow him on Instagram at Queer Popstar and follow his music on any streaming platform, T-H-A-I-R. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I got my information from Wikipedia, My Venice Life, Mysterious Universe, Ranker, Secrets Within the Fog, Atlas Obscura, Spooky History Show, and Last Golden Grape of Venice, Milani Haken. And don't forget to follow Anthony on social media. His Instagram is Anthony underscore Carvello, C-A-R-V-E-L-L-O.